You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison as always. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm doing pretty good. What are we now? Um, I think oh, we're one hour in front, right? I think when we normally do our, our podcast. Yeah, the, the, yeah um, I think so. Daylight saving went forward or backwards, I don't remember, and you guys fall back soon. Uh, doing pretty well. We I know. Forward. Yeah, we went forward, right? And they... They go back? America goes back soon? Yeah, they go back soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm doing pretty well. Like, our Steelers, like, I'm thinking, like, our Steelers are, what, one and three? Yeah. You know, there's, um, and JJ52 says Bills have a lot of injuries, but we have a lot of injuries too. So, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm kind of like, if we if this season goes bad, fair enough. It's been 19 years. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since we haven't had a losing season. It's Kenny season. I think they'll, they'll play better. I know everyone's choosing the Bills to win this game. Fair enough. But I think there's more of a now a more you know positive approach to this. To this, we still haven't got TJ. We still haven't got Kazi out there. Other guys. But I think it's it's like maybe it's time the Steelers have a bit of a losing stretch. I don't really know. Right. It's been a long time since I've ever seen the Steelers not have a chance for a playoffs. Probably in all my fandom uh, since 2002 or 2003, 2004. So since like Big Ben, so, so you're saying there's no chance for the playoffs? Oh, there's a chance. There's always a chance, <laughs> right? <laughs> always. We're still only one game away from the AFC North. I think that's you know. But I'm just saying, like, if things does go, if they do go this certain way where 
you know, the Bills beat us, Bucks beat us, and, and that happens. Well, I'm kind of okay with that. But at the same time, I'm pretty happy with what's happening with this team. Um, by you know, Mike Tomlin made a you know, you talked about the war room, right? Mike Tomlin made a big um move getting Kenny in there. Yeah, he found his cojones, mate. Far yeah. out, like about time. <laughs> but if we look back at that, can I just gonna say, gotta say, like on that, and then I want you to keep going with it. But if Trey Lance was good enough to play in the NFL. Then Kenny Pickett was good enough to play in the NFL from the start of the season. But I'm glad the O-line had time to gel. I'm just going to say that. That's what I'm going to say. Continue. Continue. I think he's going to do all right. I think um, if we look back at this season and like, you know, as much people say, fire Tom one, fire Tom one, you know, every time we lose. You have to give it to the guy, respect. If he, if he walks out of the next four games, if he walks away with two and two, that deserves respect in my opinion. And starting Kenny... They were saying, well, we, they should have started from the start, but maybe you didn't have to. Maybe you wanted to see what you saw with Trubisky and you got through four games. Now you've given Kenny Pickett a shorter season, right? For him, it's his, he's starting, right? So now he's got, what, 14 or 13 games left. A short season to try and get the playoffs. The way they did it, it kind of makes sense in my opinion. You gave it a go with Trubisky. It didn't work out. You're only one game behind the AFC North and... This year, you don't know what's happening. Like we talked off air just then talking about the game last night. 12-9, Colts versus Denver. Denver's meant to be a better team with Russell Wilson. They look awful. And the Colts should be 4-1. and one. They look really bad too. So this this early in the season has been a lot of poor play. So it's okay. Maybe, maybe we can turn it around. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think it's interesting because like, you know, and, and the title of today's show is really can a Kenny Pickett-led Steelers team pay the largest rookie bills. So it's kind of, you know, we all know the rookies have those position room meetings and they've got to pay those massive bills and quarterbacks usually get, and wide receivers get slugged with that, particularly for them in the first few rounds. But I was just thinking like the odds, the money line, like I saw, I just tried to pull up then what one of the latest money lines. So, you know, still the spreads like 13 and a half, the money line is, you know, the bills minus a thousand still is a plus 650, you know, I think I saw it in our Australian <clears throat> betting mark. I think it was like seven bucks the Steelers were yeah. paying to win the game. Like, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about the way that Kenny Pickett led the team last week and the spark and the guts. Like, not only did Mike Tomlin find his cojones in, you know, bringing Kenny Pickett in, man, Kenny Pickett's got some balls of steel. I mean, the throw with Quinn and Williams that everyone's been talking about, the barreling through the line for touchdowns, like, I, like I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. And then I, I think about the injury report. Like, I don't know if you've seen the injury report as of overnight, but the, the uh, list is like 25 people long. Like, listen to this. Christian Benford, hand out. J- Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, out. Gabe Davis, is full practice, but game status unspecified. Tremaine Edmonds, questionable. If he's not there, that's a massive hole in their defense. They've oh, rested wow. Daquan Jones, <laughs> unspecified. Dawson Knox, their key tight end, which like causes problems last year and causes mass- t- massive problems for teams. He's out. He's, and he's a safety blanket for Josh Allen. Jake Kumaro, I don't really know who he is, but he's out. Um, Cam Lewis, cornerback, unspecified. Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver, questionable. Von Miller, unspecified. Mitch Morse, unspecified. I should say Mitch had full practice on Thursday, Friday. 
Josh Murray, tackle foot unspecified. He's um, so we'll see what happens with him. Ed Oliver, questionable, key defensive tackle for them, stops the run. Jordan Phillips, a really capable backup. Um, he's questionable too. So if those two guys, if even one of those guys are out and Tremaine Edmonds is out, that's their run defense, you know, suddenly has a problem. Jordan Poyer's out. We know Micah Hyde's already out for the season. Tredavis White's not back yet from injury. Roger Saffold, veteran, was rested. He probably plays. He's a guard, though. And Diggs didn't practice Friday and is unspecified. So if you look at this, they could be without their starting and backup defensive tackle. They'll be without two, two to three of their top wide receivers, and they'll be without their top tight end. Now, Josh Allen's good enough to get it done, but I'm telling you, man, like, this is, like, it's primed for... Now, look, I'm I'm sounding all bullish and whatever, and people say, oh, Matt, you're just in the Kenny Pickett hype train. Yeah, the Steels might get blown out still. Like, this Buffalo team can put points on. I watched that Titans game. I've watched a few of their other quarters in and around the season so far. But this is a long injury list on a team that's had injuries all season, right? Like... Just as much as the Steelers had like so many games in such a short period, the Buffalo Bills, they've had to have all these different guys step up. I mean, this is this is a long list, man. That's um that's incredible. So that that uh that seven dollars in Australia looks quite nice right now, doesn't it? 100 percent I have to check it because I, I have this in my bets <laughs> if I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it on Saturday, you know, I'll see if it blows out even more with more people putting it on the bills and multis. It's probably like five bucks now. I probably just lost some money. The big, the, the so big one for me is Jordan Jordan Poyer being out, so he's gone right. That, that's a safety. He's le- he's leading at uh, four interceptions, and yeah. the other one too. Isaiah McKenzie's not not a not a blow over either for a receiver. If he's concussion, they're going to deal with concussion differently this time as well. Same for us with Terrell Edmonds. He might be you know, and also the the go to guy Dawson Knox tight end. So I didn't know these guys. I didn't even know these players were out. I wasn't really keeping up to be honest. Yeah, man, I've been following this all week. It's like that's, the longest that, thing. That it's been almost, talked about in the BTC Slack channel as well, but it's like nuts. Looks like a not like an even game. You've got young rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett to go in there versus a depleted Bills team that that has all the pressure on them to win. So that's a really good chance for them to, to try and, you know, at least, at least be competitive. And I know we have injuries too, but not, not as long as that list. Well, we've got, yeah, so Cameron Sutton's questionable. Witherspoon's out. Edmonds is questionable. Deontay had a full practice after suffering a hip injury. Well, a hip complaint. He was limited on Thursday. Cameron Sutton, we just talked about him. We talked about Akella Witherspoon. Levi Wallace looks like he's in, which is good. He he had a full practice on Friday or today, US time, as we go for those listening live. Terrell Edmonds, limited practice. We said he's questionable. I, I don't think he'll play, though. Um, this is where like Kazee would have been really helpful. Um, Minka's full full practice, even though he had the knee complaint. Mason Cole was limited. Chris Wormley full practice. Cam Cam Haywood was full practice, which is good because I was worried about Cam. Like this, this is probably more like last year's game than a shootout at this point. If you look at the players that are in and out, like, but this is a classic, you know. And and I know someone in the live chat's brought up you know, a chance to match, for Kenny to match Ben's record, all those sorts of things. This is a sort of a, a game where as long as, if Kenny even can walk away, and I know we said this wasn't acceptable with Mitch Trubisky, but if Kenny can walk away with like one, like throwing touchdown or two throwing touchdowns, one, you know, rushing touchdown and keep it clean, no interceptions, 
you walk away with a win here, you get the season back on track, right? Like this is this is the difference there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Like these sorts of injuries, Steel's coming back. Um, but this is a game as well. Like Naji has to step up. Claypool has to make a bleeping catch. I mean, uh, come on, man. I'm done with him. I, I've watched that play over and over. And it's I awful. hear people go, that was a bad throw. Kenny shouldn't have thrown that. He underthrew. It wasn't a bad throw. Who catches like that? Who actually goes up and what kind of pro oh, receiver man. in the NFL um, contorts their body that way and, and doesn't doesn't make a receiver play? He calls himself Mabeltron after Megatron. He's nothing like Megatron, my opinion. I, I'm actually over him, man. I, I, wish, I wish they'd trade him or get rid of him or, or start Sims over him or someone else or go to pick up more. You're like against no, a five foot him. eight and five foot 11. I think the other guy was five foot 10 or five foot 11. He's and got he's no moxie, four. man. How, do, how is that possible, man? Man, I've got like a partial sh- shoulder tear and dislocation right now. And I, if I had to, I could high point a ball, but like. I don't it's understand. been it's been happening throughout his whole career. Uh, Big Ben helped him out in the first, you know, rookie. But other than that, there's nothing really there's nothing really physical about him. He doesn't go up there and uh, fight for the football. He can't lean on his feet. I'm I'm just done. I'm just done seeing. And we keep giving him, him excuses. I keep waiting for him to do something. I'm just done with Claypool, man. Uh, I'd rather see Deontay Johnson or Pickett out there or someone else. Easily. You know what? Yeah. And like I was talking to you off air about it. It's. I wouldn't trade him necessarily this season until we know what we like. Calvin Austin's going to do and the problems with Gunner. Surely they're going to swap him out to Steve Sims or let Austin do the work there. But like next year's draft at the moment is looking like a pretty weak wide receiver class. So I know people talk about Claypool's market. Someone will throw it at him or do what I. I mean, I don't even trust him to do this. But remember, we talked about it early in the season. Put Claypool in a Carl Pitts style role. Play him at like. You know, he's, not, he's, he's not good deep, man. He's you have to get you have to give that guy the ball like really early. Not even in, in absolute space, and then hope he does something yeah. once he's got the ball. But I, like, I, 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 even to me, his route running ability. And look, I'm no coach; I don't play. But what I see is his route running ability is just. Oh, he can't run routes. He can't. Mm. You look at look what he did in college. He just ran go routes. Yeah, I I don't understand, and I agree with what what Gary says here. Holy dooly, mates! It's just it's it's incredible how he is even on the on the team. Uh, George says give uh, give Sims a try. Sims to me is a better footballer, and we talked about this a, a million times. To me, he's not a receiver. He's just a guy that can, can maybe catch. And I just don't like the way his, his body position is for the for. And they're putting that on Pickett. Pickett gave the guy a chance, and like you said, six foot four versus five foot eight. You have that matchup. You should be able to go up there. And even if he, the worst part is not that he didn't catch it. The worst part is he he made the other guy get the interception. You know, he he could have like maybe dropped it and, and pushed it away or something like that, but he 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 fumbled it in the air, fell on his back, got up and looked around and went, "Was that my fault?" Didn't even have any any chance to go and chase or didn't even try and tackle. It's just I don't know. I'm just done with him. I, I, I don't love the Kenny play. Pickett attitude. Do you know what the one thing I loved about it was in the press conference after Kenny Pickett was like, "You know what? I said I'm going to go back to him because you've got to go make plays." I like I just love like I just love that like. Keep going. And remember I said that on last week's show around my problem with Trubisky was he didn't want to throw an interception. And I talked about the fact it doesn't matter in the NFL. What matters is winning. And if you throw three interceptions, but you throw four or five touchdowns and you win the game, no one cares. Like you won. Like we care, obviously, and we don't want that to be a trend, right? Like if you're going to throw three interceptions every game of the season, you're going to have a problem, right? But like, 
at, at the end of the day, you've got to go out there to win games. You don't go out there to not lose. You don't go out there to save your job. That That's not how this sport works. And so that, that was the thing I loved about it. I thought the other interception, I was talked about in War Room this week, Hail Mary won. If the Steelers had a wide receiver that could actually jump up there and get the damn ball, maybe we wouldn't have this issue. Like if Claypool could do half the crap that he talks about being able to do as a top three wide receiver, Brandon Marshall would have got the, caught that ball. 100% he would have answer caught that Answer me this question. Answer me this. What has Claypool done since that, that rookie season? The last two years. But even what that is, rookie is, season, mate, like some of those touchdowns, the sweeps near the goal line. If you're six foot four and 238 <laughs> pounds and you can run 4 4, 40, come on, man. Of course you can score they, that they, one. They're giving him a big chance to be part of this offense, and I still just don't see it. I don't, I don't Do you know what? Works. I, I, I'm like, if they got cap next year, and they probably will with the way the rollover is going to work, man, I just hope they, they find a way to bring Juju back on like eight or nine a year for four four years bring him back he's only on a one-year deal with the chiefs like bring juju back like to give to give picket Ju- like juju someone's going to take those short passes open deontay up with pickens i, I love that man I-, I i miss juju gary miss gary him. says here give him a break i say nah don't give him a break he's had a break you know man I- I'm-, I'm just done with claypool you but he does but he's but he can't he doesn't do anything man he's a second round draft pick he doesn't do anything I just don't think he's any, has any real physical nature or like. You tell me. You tell me this. You tell me this. James Washington. Did he do more in the Steelers and the chances he got to play than Claypool does? Like, given how many chances Claypool gets, if if they'd given James Washington these many chances, he'd be like Deontay Light. He stayed on his feet. He went. He went he through his route. He blocked. He he ran over some. Uh, I can't remember who ran over someone on the goal line. He actually, did something where he ran someone over. He, he, I I just don't think Claypool can stay on his feet long enough. I don't think he's strong enough to be a receiver. I think it's almost like his helmet's too big for him. And he's getting you know, oh, like he's falling over. And, just, and I've been done with him for a long time. Like prove me wrong. I've been done with, since since the Vikings point. I'm done with his ego, and I'm done with his um you know lack of care for anything. And you see it every week. And they're they're blaming that on Pickett. You can't blame it on Pickett. I'm done with these. Didn't Claypool come out and say, oh, nine times out of 10, I'll catch that ball, but there was one time he dropped it? No, you'd probably be the opposite. It's just To me, I don't understand why he's on the team, but I've been saying that for a very long time. Oh, I, I, I can't understand it. I'm not, I'm, not buying understand. His, I'm not buying his jersey or anything like that. I tell you, I just like, if you yeah, make a play, go make a play, be a receiver. But I, I, other than that, I just don't really understand how he is a part of this. Like, like you see George Pickham making plays. You see Johnny Johnson. Sure, DJ's had drops, right? You see um, Stephen Sims now hopefully will come in to be a kick returner. Maybe he might be in there. Even Miles Boykin can play a uh, receiver in there too. Right? They're all trying their hardest and, and, and tr- trying to – I just don't see how – it's like you said. He needs to be a tight end. Like go and be that third tight end that you can like yeah, check the ball down to to get, seven, to get seven yards – to maybe work the middle of the field wide receiver wise he falls down consistently he has no body position in the air he can't beat corners he can't beat anyone the corners must be laughing at him anyways that's 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 what that's what it is yeah i i just don't i don't understand it i mean look chase claypool's in his third season obviously washington came into the lead washington's played 2100 snaps Claypool's played 17, uh, 17, 29. And if you look at the stats, Washington's 180 yards less. They've had the same amount of receiving touchdowns. 
James Washington has had 20 less receptions, um, hasn't had all the rushing attempts because that's not that's not what he does in a team, which is why Chase Claypool, I think, has had hats um, in previous years, particularly before they drafted Najee in 2020. Like, I, I, and also you look at the team, the receivers that we had when James Washington came in. Like, I just, I think he's, I think it's a fail. We saw better production. I know it's only preseason, but there's still some value to it. We saw some better production with um, Pickett to Vaughn's and his willingness to get to the goal line. I just haven't, I just don't see that with Claypool. Like, I just think he's, he's just there because they, they think he's the uh, a threat to go down the field. And in that play <laughs> against Pickett, it was not a threat. Well, so this is the funny thing. So Dave brought, like Dave Schofield, the Oracle, brings this up and says, you have to wonder if things that should have been corrected the last two years, hence they made the change at wide receiver coach. This is actually really interesting because I was thinking about this earlier in the week when Juju came out and made the comment on not, um, not uh, how he's learned more on offense in the last sort of half a year or, you know, since he joined the Chiefs than he did in the previous five years with the Steelers. Yeah. And it's like, duh, like I, in many ways, like, you know, Figner and Canada. Of course, you've learnt more with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Like, come on, man. But I also thought about it. Imagine if, you know, in condolences, even now to um, to Coach Drake's family. But I wonder how big a loss Coach Drake was for this Steelers team and the wide receiving unit. Like, I, I think when we think about, and I can't remember the year that he started with the Steelers, but we think about all the wide receivers that we had you know, over the last sort of decade or so and how well they did and how they were going to come in before they had the problems like Montavis Bryan and AB and, and all the rest of it. I just, I think about that and even the start that Juju had and I wonder, yeah, whether whether this would have been different with these guys at the helm and and that's the thing, like, and, and had a guy like Claypool had more time with him, um, but it's what you talked about there in route running, Mark, and that was a problem with him at college. And it's fine. If, if you are not that route runner, you do put that guy in a tight end like position because that's his body. Like it, it is. And that was a that was the knock on him coming mm-hmm. out is a lot of people sat there and said, he's a tight end. He's not a wide receiver. He needs to put on weight. And people were like, no, nah, he could be an explosive wide receiver. I'll put my hand up. At the time I said, no, nah, he's just going to be a monster wide receiver with Ben, get open, blah, 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 blah. I thought he'd learn to run a bit more, uh, you know, uh, run routes a lot better than what he did, though. I'm surprised. There's just this lack of development there, and I think it's right as Dave brought up. Every you know, single that's time, that's why they've made the co- made the change. Every single time he goes for a catch, the body position is absolutely awful, and you don't need to be a receiver coach. You don't need to be a coach of the of the NFL. Exactly. You, you look at it as a fan and go, "What are you doing? The way how you go and drop the ball is terrible." Holden Holden says here, Senquez Golson could cover Claypool. <laughs> And I agree with that. Anyone can cover Claypool. It's not too hard. You just got to turn his, turn, turn his body around. His footwork's awful. His body position in the air is awful. He flails too many times, you know, trying to get the football. And we keep playing him at number two every time. Well, what do you think about this? Is making contested catches a mindset thing or something you can coach up? It's a bit of both. I, it's a bit of both, I would say. I'd say it would be a bit of uh, technique, technique and strategy. But the main thing I find is, is it's it's a, I think it's a mindset thing with Claypool because yeah they had, had that one big year eleven TDs he went out and bought all these things called Maple Tron all the things you know he started doing the the deals this kind of stuff he thinks in my opinion and this is why I'll never have him on the show with me anywhere I go because we wouldn't be mates <laughs> because I probably bagged him out too much but he thinks he's bigger than his own shoes and that's that's the reality of it is 
he comes out and says these 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 crazy things. I want to uh, I want to be top three, or I am I am top three. You're no way you're top three. You're not even top twenty five, top thirty, top forty. No way. There are so many other receivers out. But how there. can I? I don't understand. He should just spend time with Pat Freemuth at training. He's hey, he's fantastic. The way he the Pat's way an he, expert. Is. But like, but I think it yeah. is. I, I look. I'd compare it to two things. <laughs> I think. I think you. Look at the way centers get better at, at sinking free throws in the NBA, right? They practice that. You've got to practice it. But it is a mindset thing, man. You're six foot four in a 235 to 238 pound body, man. Like, come on. I've seen it though. We've seen it with other players playing rugby league. Though remember T-Rex? No one else will know this. Only you will. Remember T-Rex who played for Manly? The big yeah. fella? He was exactly the same. The biggest guy on the field, but couldn't run hard. Uh, and you guys won't get that, but we will. So Alfred says here too, these guys are world-class athletes. For some reason, Quable plays like a 6'4 Ryan Switzer. <laughs> Ryan Switzer was better, man. He, he caught the ball. <laughs> I just don't – like, even when you said about – okay, when you say about, uh, you know, Frymuth, right? He's going through his – you can see in his, route, in his route running, he can sit down in the hole. He, he, can, he, can, he, can, he can work back to the football, stuff like that. I don't see any of that with Claypool. He never works back to football. He can't high point it. He's he's always getting cut. He's, he's he's always covered by anyone. So I don't know. I want to see him have a good game, but you keep saying that every single week and nothing happens. Well, and I now- mean, this is we went through the injury report earlier on in the show, right? For the Bills, if he can't have a big game this week, when are you going to have one? Well, we we've been saying it for a long time, so it's it's just very frustrating. I would rather see. Uh, Steven Sims have a chance to get in there um, or, you know, anyone else on the practice squad have a chance for these young guys to develop and get out there because I think they're, they're more of a football receiver than, than Claypool is. Or you put, you, know, you said, put Claypool at tight end and you, just, and, you, and you move on and you use Gentry you in there him. too. You flex yeah. him. And particularly when you're doing all this, like, pre-motion snap stuff, they, uh, right now the league thinks he's a wide receiver and a crap one at best, <laughs> So like you may as well Mate, no one you may as well do that. No, no, but you may as well do that because at least you're gonna at least you're gonna put at least you're gonna be in a position where you might trick you might trick the defense once or twice. Do you see like imagine you see if you sweep him across and they're like, hey, thinking he's gonna grab the ball and he doesn't. You know, I just and then he start you know he's a receiving option. I I, I just I can't I can't fathom having. That athletic ability, <laughs> and not ha- not having that athletic ability at the same time, if you know what I mean. Holden says he he was at the game on Sunday. He he, he accidentally covered Claypool, so there you go. Even even Holden was there covering Claypool. It's easy. It just, I don't, I just <laughs> all right. These comments these comments are on point. By the way, I guess you, got, you know, I know you guys feel our frustration. I know the guys on the audio side feel our frustration too. I just don't see that Claypool is a is a is a good receiver in this league, and I'd rather see someone else have a chance. That's what I'm trying to say. Pickens went out there, and he he, he can block, he can catch. His route running is fantastic. His arms are about as long as a you know a ten foot bloody ladder. He's out there trying and trying to develop as a young rookie. And Claypool just seems like a guy that just goes out through the motions. I've I've watched him. I've watched him on the All 22s. I've watched him on playing um, football every week. He, he does just goes through the, the. He doesn't come back to pick it. Someone's in trouble. He doesn't come back to Trubisky. He's never running around trying to get open. He goes through his route, completes, it, and that's it. And then stops. I never see him doing any extra effort. And I think there's a big chance, big reason why is because he's involved in this TikTok stuff, the promotion of his own his own thing. I saw the other day on Instagram, um, he did like a little video, and he was talking about he's one of the best, how he's one of the best receivers. He's not, or how he can go down and, and catch the long ball. I don't see any of that. I don't see how he's a threat to anyone. 
Like, if you're a defense, mark him up man on man, and he's out for the whole game. You know, I I, I don't see how he's he's that big of a threat. He's not. He's just not. Um, I guess some like you know in the live chat, um, you know Alfred brings up Pickens and he should be wide receiver number two. He is wide receiver number two. Whether they name him that or he's not, like he is. Like that's who they're playing. He's playing, like, he's playing really well, man. He's playing well. But you know what? Okay, so this is the other thing. I watched back at the game. I watched the, the second half, particularly after the game. Um, I kind of. <laughs> Jed Devil top three TikTok. That's great. <laughs> There's too many good ones. Another one, Jed Devil's a top three TikTok. I love him. Like we have to, man. But I, I don't think we're using Najee Harris, Najee Harris enough in the short passing game. Like we, and by that, like yeah, we throw it behind the line of scrimmage. But I want to see like just little cuts in, like little slants in behind the defensive line. Like I just wonder whether. That's something in this Steelers offense that we can unlock, particularly like Kenny Pickett. And maybe I, I think so. You know, we I, talked I about so. Trubitsky and being familiar with RPO plays. In I didn't I don't think we really saw that any success there. But I do think with Pickett, that could be something where there's a benefit. I don't know. And I know it's different from saying Najee short passing versus and, and you know in that and my by short passing, I mean more sort of the eight to fifteen yards, so not quite intermediate area uh, um intermediate passing but like i know that's different from an rpo play in many respects but yeah i, I just think we need to get the ball into Najee's hands more beyond the line of scrimmage and I, and i think you're gonna we're gonna have to work him into the passing game more than what we are i think I like there's will, some though. untapped stuff there because if you get him in space the ability for him to truck or stiff arm <laughs> someone is massive alfred said i'd trade claypool for a bag of doritos Cool wrench. Doesn't even have to be the nacho cheese. <laughs> oh, you guys are going off. Um, I definitely would uh, work, you know, pick it into, well, Pickett's going to help work Najee in this game. I think we're going to see a whole different offense too with Pickett in there, to be honest. He's more exciting, more explosive. Um, if he can't, you know, go through his progressions, he might check down to Najee and get him open space. We need though Najee yeah, to get open space. The guy's got to get one on one with a linebacker, and then yeah. try and, and then try and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, but this comes down to blocking too, and it comes down to blocking with Claypool and, and Pickens and those guys and, and DJ. Who do we have like on the receiver wise that can really lay the smack down for the blocks? I, I don't overly know. Right, it's not Claypool. Uh, he might be a body <laughs> in the way, but you know maybe get Pickens involved too. I think this offense will be different because I think what, what they're going to do is is hopefully go the one two punch with Najee Harris, get Pickett comfortable, and of course. You know, like I want to make sure, like hopefully they, they 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 give Pickett a chance to go and throw the football, go and do exactly what you did with the Jets game, but take control of your offense and find your target fireman, find your guys. If Pickett's his guy, go to Pickett. If it's DJ, go to DJ. But they're gonna get this offense much more involved. I think what they were doing with Mitchell Trubisky, hundred percent. So I don't even care if they win or lose. But I just want to see them have a good game and him get be better. Uh, no, I care if they win. I'm, I, I agree with what Bad was saying. I listened to a little portion of the pre the preview the other day. Moral victories are not for the pro football, like for pro football. And I mean, you know, Bad said they were just for eight year olds. I think there are other moral victories you can have along the way. And there, there are moral victories in what you do and stamp causes you stand up for, blah, 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 blah. But I do think when how do they like if they can't win this game with that many injuries of the, the Bills that are out. 
Well, it's still it's still a big uh, you know it's a, it's still a hard game to do. Like to go if Stefan Diggs is out, they have their top four receiving targets. He got to be out as well. He won't be out. Well, he's questionable right now. Yeah. Really? Where I can't find him on the list. <laughs> he was questionable after Friday's practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, he Yeah, it says he did not play. Wow, they got no stuff on practice, yeah. He's gonna have this kind of Josh Allen by himself out that way, just you know, run the football and throw it to himself, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, he could just run, yeah, like, like yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, it's not. This I mean, be, look, this... they got James Cook, like, I think he can do a bit in the short passing game as well, but uh, you know, in he was with one of their second round draft pick this year, but I just think they're gonna have to run the like the, the thing that oh, and this is where I want to transition in the second part of the show. Last week, the defense, I, I can't even begin to explain that the defense, uh, the, the lapses, the poor performance. You could tell Cam Hayward was like, pretty much F this. Like at the end of the game, it's like, come on, man, right? And like this week, the, the rush defense just has to be on point. If, if, if they don't have it this week, that's that's what will lose them this game. They need to be able to like like win time and possession comfortably. Hold the keep the ball away from Josh Allen is like number one on defense, and number two, don't get gashed with the with the with the rushing offense that the Bills have between Allen, between um, uh, Singletary, Zach Moss, you know James Cook. That that's where they're that's that is the key to this game. Can Absolutely. we, uh, D- Dave says here, Diggs just rested. He has no injury status. Can we somehow trade for Diggs for Claypool? Like, is that, is, is that a thing? Yeah, but like, he's rested all week. I know, I, 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 I did see that, Dave, but like, he's rested all week. I don't know. Like, yeah, he probably will play him with a painkiller or something. But even still, I, I just think Dawson knocks out his, and Gabe Davis out. Like, yeah, there's there's some big fellas too for the Bills. I think we do have a chance. It's it's, it's, it's amazing how many players are actually out on this injury report. Like, that's a lot of people. So and we know, and know our, our secondary is pretty banged up too, right? Our, our secondary what Levi? Uh, no, not not Levi. Akila Witherspoon's out, right? Yeah, yeah. So and we're, gonna, we're you know we're, we're like almost top. Well, I think we're thirteenth in the league for allowing the most rush yards at like five hundred and twenty-six. Wow. Um, per, per game. So, well, in total. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're, we're about 10th worst in the league. Yeah, we're about yeah, 10th in terms of what we allow out there. All right, but so like, how, how, do they, how do they go and stop the run then? Is, is Cam need a big game? Do they need to really muscle up? Do they need Montrevious Adams there? What's What's got to happen? Yeah, Jack and Bush need to – Jack and Bush, like, they need to absolutely rock up to play here. Um, you know, Highsmith, Reed getting into the backfield as well. I think that's going to be absolutely vital. It's tackles for a loss. You know, you don't necessarily – you know, need like a stack of sacks on Josh Allen, but they need they need to win. They need to get a stack of tackles for a loss. It's massive. Does it help being? Uh, it's not prime time. It helps it being a one pm game. You reckon for these both sides, like for for Steelers to maybe have a chance. There's not the, the Friday Night Lights aspect on Kenny Pickett to win. I don't think it matters. I think it's just no. like Kenny's got nothing to lose. That's what I like about this as well. Even outside the injuries, everyone expects him to lose. You know, I like him against. Brady, like as well now, I, I think as well. Like, um, oh, thanks, thanks for clarifying, Dave, that with the dashes because yeah, I took that as not 
that they weren't on the list. Because when you look up Stefan Diggs that have dashes across the thing, to me, that's like, you're not there. Like, But anyway, that's, you know, you know what I don't understand, Mark? The NFL with all the ridiculous rules and, and, and you know, things in the collective bargaining agreement, have a standard process for your injury reports. Like, come on, man. It makes it look like the pack. It's very, co- very complicated, I think. But anyway, going back to like Kenny Pickett has nothing to lose. Like, and I say, I like him even against Brady now. Like, look at all the crap Brady's going through off the field, man. Like, at least Kenny Pickett could go home to Acrishaw with everyone chanting Kenny and he'll be, like life will be good. Also, like, as I said to you off air, I think it was like week one of the season when after Trubisky had played, I think you and I caught up before the, the, the second show. And I said to you, put in Pickett. I don't care if we go 2-15. and 15. I don't care if he throws three or four interceptions a game. I just, I don't. Just go with him, let him develop, let him grow, let him learn from it. That's where I'm at. Now, yes, I know 10 or 15 minutes ago I said it only matters if you win. <laughs> fine, but but fine. I want that to be the attitude. Whether you do that or not, that's a different question. And and that's why I wanted them to go to pick it. But I, honestly, I just think the, the pressure's on the Bills this week. 13 and a half spread is massive. Yeah, it's a lot, like, man. Isn't it the biggest spread against the Steelers since the 80s or something? Yeah, I think it's in like 1970 or something like that. They've been uh, yeah, the worst, the, the, the most underdog they've ever been. So, and what do we do best is we go out and win the games that we shouldn't win and we lose some of them that we should win. So, this is, they could repeat history going there and beat the Bills. And I think it's all going to start because it's Kenny Pickett's first start. Like in his mentality, he doesn't want to lose. Like he doesn't care if they're underdog. He doesn't want to lose this game. He wants to go out there. 1969. Wow. It's been ages since they were this bad. So, yeah, he doesn't want to lose. And I think that having Muth healthy and, and Najee Harris and those kind of guys in the online playing pretty okay, we've got a chance. You know, do what I think we're going to um, What if this is a preview of um, – because I think the Chiefs are going to take out the AFC now. What if this is a preview of um, the first round of the playoffs? Ah, Steelers going to if they're the seventh seventh rounder, they could be possibly. You never know because if they go and win the division, uh, they'll be seed number one, I guess, and then we'll be number seven. And go I think you only need nine games at the moment. Yeah, I think you need nine games to make the seventh seed. I, I think if we have Pickett in there, Pickett's going to give us a better chance to win in this game than Trubisky. If they had Trubisky in, it, there's no way they're going to win. Well, uh, but also, as if you're going to send Trubisky in against this, the quality <laughs> of this Bills team, they know exactly what he's going to do. They had him last year, man. And Canada's not, Canada's not some offensive genius. Like, if we had Andy Reid, you know, or um, Bruce Arians, then, you know, maybe. I mean, Bruce Arians would just get Trubisky killed with his offensive line. But, you know, like, the point being is that it's not like the Bills are sitting there quaking in their boots about Mitch Trubisky. With Kenny Pickett, it's an unknown. And that's what I love about that. And and I think, you know, right now, supposedly, you know, the um, Bucks have one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is a nice, with this many injuries, like if Tremaine Edmonds is out with these safeties out, this defense is still good from the Bills, but it's not, you know, what it, what it has the potential to be when all those mm. guys are in there. And so this is works really well for the Steelers. I think this is really nice in that, that Kenny – can go up against it this week. The O-line's becoming more cohesive. Then we go out, you know, next week at home against the Bucks. Like, I like I like this now. I'm feeling, look, I'm feeling a lot better about it. I mean, the tone oh, of me voice, too. Uh, uh, like, than what you and I were the last two podcasts we've done. It. The podcasts are yeah. way more fun because we have a chance now with Kenny Pickett, whereas you just knew if they'll, like, 
if you're playing Mitchell Trubisky in this, I just wasn't a fan of the of his play. He was the worst, the worst quarterback in this league for the, the first four games or whatever it was. At least now Kenny does promote the football down the field and gives the receivers a chance. He's linking up with uh Pickens in the back shoulder passes, linking up with DJ. You know, this is a game now where if the Steelers go out and shock them, it'd be fantastic because it's gonna it's gonna rock the whole NFL. But the Bills might use the excuse, oh, we had too many injuries. But we don't care. We're gonna try and Steelers are gonna try and get back to uh two and three. Two and three versus the Bucks at home would be fantastic. Now, if the Steelers do lose, you keep pushing forward, man. That's all you can do. That's it. All right, so from your perspective, who's key on the defense? Who's gonna shut this Josh Allen led defense down? I reckon it's a, you know what honestly, I think, I think it's a big game for Cam. I, I think I think him at the middle trying to yeah. just him, him getting in the yeah. face and um just bull rushing whoever's in front of him. I don't care who's in front of him, right? I think it's a massive game for Cam. I think he's been quiet the last few few, few weeks. Uh, and I think he's starting to get a bit frustrated. And I think I know he needs help on the side, and there's no TJ Watt out there and, and guys like that. But I can see the the front line playing tremendous where they they can send um hopefully three men or and, and plus Highsmith and whoever's if it's Malik Reed or five five men rush and see what happens. You know, we'll send a four-man rush because they were doing that in certain parts um, of the Bengals game, just sending four, dropping back in coverage and, and, and see how it goes. So get get Josh uh, Allen rushing around, a bit like Mahomes running around crazy. And if you've got no one to throw to, who'd you say Gabe Davis is out and all these guys are out? You know, no knocks. Yeah. Who's going to throw to? You know, get him off his mark. Uh, I, see, I see a big game for Cameron Hayward, to be honest. Mm. Mm. What about you? I agree. Uh, yeah, I had a question, and I throw it out to the live chat as well on this one. So my fantasy football team, I have Josh Allen as my quarterback. My backup is Matt Stafford. I have the Steelers defense, and I have Pat Freemuth. I'm leaving Pat Freemuth <laughs> in there. I've also got the Ravens defense, so I'm in a bit of a conundrum this week. Whether oh, are you play- being changing that defense every week, though? Yeah, and I've been getting it wrong. Man. Yeah, every every week, even last week, the Ravens had seven points in NFL fantasy, and the Steelers had six points. It killed me. But this week, I'm like, oh, do I play Josh Allen or not? That's my big question because I'm going up against the guy that's best in my league, and he's averaging like twenty points better than uh, me a week. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I think the defense with Minka because Minka's was going to have a big game, and if they, if they sub in Trey Norwood, I think he can also play too. He played really well against the Bills well, Minka, in week Minka, one. Minka, Minka, Minka practiced on Friday. I think it was a limited practice. Yeah, if, if, we, if well, hopefully Minka plays. I'm saying if, Terrell, if Terrell Edmonds is out, right? Edmonds yeah, is out. Practice. They'll sub in Trey Norwood, and I believe that he can have a big game too. He played really well in the week one as a rookie last year um, and was all over the field. So they, I don't know why they are so, so massive. What's, what's the reasoning why they are 14 points minus 14? Why do they have... Yeah, well, I don't think like, I. I don't think I. I'm not sure that they like this injury report for the Bills has gotten bigger throughout the week. If I'm not mistaken, um, so I wonder from that. And also, this is what happens when you've got like uh, Dave's. Like I've got Diggs. He'll be fine with Diggs if he's playing. Killers, um, unless Levi Walters has big game against his old team, which is which true. is a, there you um, go. which is a technicality. Um, what was the question you asked me there? <laughs> I've already forgotten. <laughs> oh, the point spread, the point spread. The point spread. Right. But this is the difference between having Mitch Trubisky, who in, inspires no one around this league, and then having a Kenny Pickett, right? Like, oh. it's just so funny also seeing people in the NFL national media. There's the people that are like, 
Pickett played really well and showed that he's the guy. And there are people like, he threw three interceptions. They were bad. It's it's like, did you even watch the game? And there's people that I actually respect out of it and uh, uh, that I saw saying that stuff. And I'm like, no. No, that that kind of stuff is like, he literally played one half of football and you're already jumping No reps, no reps practicing. Okay, actually, though, criticism, criticism here to Tomlin. How, uh, well, I mean, the, the golden question is how spur of the moment was the decision to put Pickett in? Because you gave him no reps in a week of 10 day, a 10 day prep. No reps with the ones. Yeah, but when you see Trubisky playing like that, you put anyone in. <laughs> you put, or, you put yeah, President or Harvard you in. take the notion of Mike Tomlin knew that was his option if it wasn't working and that that the rest of the team had 10 days to prep and get fresh and the O-line to get more work done. I've got to stop moving the shoulder when I'm talking. Um, you know, get get that prep like that done. And that, that way, if he, he could provide a spark by doing something spur of the moment. That's that that's the one that I like I wonder about with, with to, Tomlin. To me, he gave the he gave Trubisky the best chance to win in, in, in the in the four games he played and he did nothing. Uh, nothing really tremendous really stood out for me with Trubisky, and that's the reason why they went to Pickett, and Pickett had the spark. They went up. They could have won that game last week. If he, if he didn't throw that the interception on second and 10 with three minutes to go. No, if the defense stopped it down the track, they would have won that game. Like... Yeah, they could, have won, they could have won last week for sure. So I have much more confidence in Pickett with a full game, full practice. He's got Minka more swag. Minka wasn't great he, last week. Minka no, he was, wasn't. But, but they're there just, was some they're, bad plays from Minka. Like, Bad they're more place. confident. They're much more confident. Kenny's more confident in the team. He takes responsibility, accountability on himself. He doesn't say we. He says I. I said I need to do better. You know, I need to do this. Um, I can see just a whole new, fresh kind of you know face. And if we lose this game, sure that happens. But I reckon the season could go maybe to playoffs if we have a chance just to rally around behind Kenny. But and, and we'll see it though. Right? Well, I'm not going to say if we go three and out, it's it's over for Kenny time. Because we are too reactionary. We're way too reactionary to everything, right? <laughs> so if he does play Man, bad, I just love then, it. Then can, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the lows. I'm here for the highs. I'm here for 25 interceptions, like Bradshaw and, <laughs> and Manning, right? Like, I mean, he was 22. But, you know, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Like, Yeah, why not? You know. And we, um, and we still have to get up I mean, Dave says if you give KP8 more reps, you already made the decision. Had to get the QB there. Yeah, I... I don't. Yeah, I guess so. And you and I still have to get up at four AM too, mate. It's, we haven't got like any any four PM games yet. It's crazy. It's crazy. This is where I think you know what though. This is where I think the NFL is behind other sports. And I know this is going to sound really critical, but it's the same thing with Trey Lance. If you draft someone in round one, in every other sport, they blood people through the through. Um, you know, the, the practice side of things. They they don't give everything, particularly when you invest in someone that's young and is a playmake in a playmaking role. But yeah, I mean I think they've made the decision. They've made the decision though. When they drafted Kenny Pickett, they made a the decision he was gonna start this year, in my mind. Yeah, that's what and I'm I'll saying. I'll argue that to the cows come home. Yeah, in, in the earlier show, I was I was like Like they made the decision well, actually just before you say that though, they made the decision if you actually reflect back on it with Mahomes and Alex Smith. They made the decision that Mahomes could start that year. They didn't because Alex Smith played really well when you actually compare that year to what he'd done. Like they were winning games. That's yeah. why they didn't change it. 
But that's what I mean. Maybe it's a good thing they they went with Trubisky for, for the first four because now you give Kenny Pickett the last thirteen, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's not a full season for him to play. Um, and Dave says here there are no four p.m. games. That means that that there's no for us. There's no seven seven a.m. games, which sucks. Yeah. So we have to get up at four a.m. for the one p.m. games. Um, and but- there's no West Coast games, which is killing me because I'm I'm going to be going to America before Christmas, and I'm not going to be able to get to a game. Oh, you can't get to a game. I don't think I'm going to be able to. Nah, because I'll be on watch, the West Coast. Go watch the Rams. They're Australia's team. Well, I obviously want to watch the Steelers, mate. <laughs> I might go. I might. I might be able to get to a Longhorns game, which should, which should be lovely. But, yeah, um, but you know the 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 Rams. They're promoting the Rams for us, right? You know that, right? It's in yeah, our face all the time. It's just like why they choose the Rams, like the Los Angeles, maybe because they're closest to us. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Why they chose them? Like. I've actually, I've, I'm um, entered in a comp where I can win tickets. So I might take you over with me, mate. Go over the there. Rams. Yeah, and wear our Steeler jerseys. Like, I wouldn't really want to be there. I wouldn't be that excited, right? Because I'd go over to America. But, like, going to a Rams game just doesn't really, you know, I'm like, whatever. Did you see on our national, uh, we'll, we'll tell the fans here, on our biggest, um, our second biggest morning breakfast program the other day, there were one of the um, hosts was making fun of two other hosts for spending instead of spending time with their kids, they were watching the Rams 49ers game. Anyway, so she's like, Yeah, they were too busy watching the Rammers and the 69ers. <laughs> and the whole place, this erupted. is why the whole place erupted. This is why I can't talk to anyone in Australia, probably besides you, with football. Because it's 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 you know there are some people I have on my Facebook that, that know football, but I'm like nah man, I I'm just I'm, I'm sick of these Australian fans. They have no idea. It's 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 just it's really hard to to connect with them and actually like they don't, you know when someone knows football, you know when you meet them at a bar and you like oh you 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 get it you get it a lot. But then other ones you meet and go you're talking about football season was like 2012, like those kind of like highlights. Like oh my man, favorite is when you run into a Patriots fan because there's heaps of them here and Brady fan they're always wearing the Brady jerseys and like. You're like, yeah, you cheated. And they're like, no, we didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And then you talk through all three occasions. And they're like, that never happened. I'm like, what What are you on? Like, you guys face penalties for that. Like, I had one I person think- once say to me, I want one person once say to me, oh, but deflating the ball doesn't do anything. That makes it harder to throw. I'm like, pardon? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what sport are you watching? Nah, it's, it's difficult, man. Like, I've just... Yeah, I've, I've noticed when I do have conversations, and I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm the craziest fan here or whatever, but like when people don't know football and they try and act like they do, that that's that's most annoying. Or they, they bring up players and they say, well, this guy is still here. And you're like, no, he's not. He's not there anymore. <laughs> he's, he's another team. There you go. Getting some love in the live chat, mate. Marking well, D's I do. I follow the team all the time. The like, like, like I love the team and stuff like that. But like when I meet other Steelers fans that have zero idea and, and we're in Australia, that's why, that's why I will never go to an Australian uh, NFL game in Australia because I don't want to be surrounded by 50,000 fans wearing cowboy shorts and New York Giant shirts. I can't handle it. And they'll, they'll be like, well, what's a fourth down? Why are they punting? What's, why is the game so long? I can't handle it. Can't do it. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, can't even go to, I can't even go to a bar during Super Bowl because there's too many Australian fans that have no idea about the game. And it frustrates me. Yeah, right. it's it's pretty like, yeah, it's pretty hard. You know what though? I've noticed. I've noticed though, like in being out the last couple of Saturday Sundays here for college, go watch college football with some mates in pubs. 
a lot there's a lot more college football fans in Australia than there are like really knowledgeable NFL fans. That's something that I've experienced. Yeah, they might they might have went there, they might have had friends over there, you know, stuff like that. But um, uh, there are just to me, there's a lot of Australian fans here that that follow the game or watch it. And even on like I've talked to you a million times about this. There's a, there's a, there's a few Facebook sites on um on, on Facebook with the NFL Australia, and you look in there and go, what are you like? Someone to my in my opinion, someone called uh the the Niners game versus Niners game versus Rams a boring game, and I loved it. I love that game. It was full of defense. <laughs> Did you love the Colts Broncos game? I love any game, right? But the Niners versus Rams was a good game, in my opinion. It was it was exciting. It was defense. It was that pick six from uh, uh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's like he plays like Troy. But um, yeah, maybe this is why I'll never leave my room because like I want to go to the pub and stuff. And if you and I, if you and I go to the pub together, we meet other fans. They're gonna hate us. They're just gonna be like, oh, actually, I'm gonna go um, do my washing. <laughs> They won't want to handle our, our maybe Steelers intellect. I don't know. They're like, Michael Momali says, I'm surrounded by sea chicken fans. Jesus. That's bad too. Uh, oh, man. All right. Well, to wrap up the show, because um, you and I are getting like chatty, uh, who's the one player that wins this game for the Steelers and who's the one player that the Steelers have to stop to win this game? It's Kenny Pickett. Let's go. Can you think it, man? Who have to stop? And they got to stop uh, Stefan Diggs, I think, if he plays. Stop him, they got a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, they got to stop Josh Allen from the run perspective, that when he extends plays, because yes. they're the plays, they're the plays. Your defense can play well. You can cover everyone else. But when you let him make plays and scramble around and do things on his feet or rush in the, you know, that the 30, 30 yards toward the end zone, that's when it's a problem for me. So if you can stop hit the plays he makes when he gets out of the pocket, I think that you go a long way to winning there. You force him into more difficult throws. That's a real key. And then, man, I think it's I, I want to say it's Pickett, but it's Najee. If Najee can ease the pressure on Pickett, mm-hmm. life will be hunky dory. Like we need Najee to be making the the, the rush yardage, not Kenny Pickett having to do it. Bonus if he can. But I want I don't want the, all that pressure on Kenny Pickett. This is where Najee steps up, right? If not, this is Najee. Like you do talk the talk, you walk the walk when you're fit. This is the sort of week where you need to have a massive game. Like you don't even have to break hundred yards, but you need a couple of like 20, 30 yard gain, like two, like one or two 30, 20, 30 yard gains that just change the course of a drive, soak up time of possession, put the steals, even if it's just putting them in field goal range, they're the, they're the keys to winning this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're telling me there's a chance. A chance, mate. There's a chance. As always, go Steelers.